The diehard Eagles podcast on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help DGENs only cash big. Use promo code SGP for a 50% deposit bonus. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the app store and use promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home. For avid sports bettors, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks from cappers and bettors alike, including the crew from SGPN. Better Than Vegas is like YouTube for sports betting. Check out all their free videos at better than Vegas. That's better than Vegas. Finally, we're brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paper head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. P. Welcome everyone to the Diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards. Rob and Justin, and they did it. We did it. And I say we because I accurately predicted the score Eagles 24, Saints 21 on last week's episode. And, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts was as accurate as my predictions came in, gave this offense a spark, gave this team a spark. The defense rallied, got lucky uh, maybe on a turnover here or there. Nice tip ball, nice fact that they dropped a uh, what could have been a pick six. But it just felt good to have meaningful football happening for the Philadelphia Eagles. Justin, let's get your instant reaction to that big win against the Saints. Oh, I think you hit it the nail on the head when you said spark. That's the thing I've been thinking of uh, ever since I watched that game. So, uh, one thing I saw there was just team chemistry, some team play there. It was great to see, along with some turnovers we were able to get, and most importantly, zero turnovers by us. Um, also, some yak. Which you don't always yes. seem to see. Uh, love the play by Goddard. I think we were talking back and forth at that point, talking about uh, how the team just seems to be, you know, uh, in a flow and they're working well, but they don't seem to to make these plays like uh, they do with Carson. And then all of a sudden, uh, Goddard was able to, you know, get a first down with, you know, some nice juke moves there. And then Rager got some yak for us as well with that one big play. So. You know, converting big plays was huge. Um, something we haven't seen with Carson, and then you know we ran the ball a little bit too. Oh which was yeah, nice to see. So yeah, I mean, and it's so annoying as an Eagles fan. Literally all the shit we've been calling for. Hey, run the ball, put in Hurts to give them a spark. They do it, and it pays off. So everyone wants to give us Eagles fans shit for always questioning the coaching and second guessing certain decisions, but ninety nine percent of the time. We know what is best for the team, and it's it's just good to see Doug P listening. Rob, what is your uh, reactions? I know I know you're a realist, not predicting the uh, Eagles hey. to win, but they <laughs> pulled it out. What was your instant reaction to this win against the Saints? Yeah, as always, I'm going to keep it real for everyone. Um, <laughs> look, instant reaction was, where's this game plan been all year? Yes. I mean, this is exactly what we've wanted to see. You know, running the ball, rollouts. 
some quick plays. I even saw a slant or two there, uh, which I was pumped to see. And you know, a, a couple things. I've, I've put a lot of thought into this over the last couple of days, and and I'm just going to kind of go through them really quick. Um, first of all, a lot of credit to Jalen Hurts. I, I I thought you know you got to put this start in context. It was his first start ever in the NFL against the number one defense uh, in the league. And you know what? He showed poise. He didn't look rattled at any point. Um, you know, other than that pick six, uh, that close to pick six, I should say, he really didn't make any that bad of throws. And and more importantly, he took zero sacks, um, which is huge. So the the kid played well. I, you know, I know Miles Sanders credited him for his leadership. Um, so you know, I got to be optimistic about him, but. You know, as I sat down and I just started to digest this a little bit, I think one thing is just abundantly clear, and it's that Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz just do not mesh. Um, whatever it is about them, uh, whether it's the plays they want to run, whether Carson's changing them at the line, clearly we can see now that Doug and Carson do not mesh in what they want to do game plan. I, I think what you saw this past week was an offense that looked much more similar to the offense when Nick Foles was in the game. Um, the read option, the quick throws, obviously Foles didn't have the running ability, but I think if you look at, at the plays they ran, it looked very similar to that. And the offense with Carson uh, is just so much different. And, you know, I saw a stat this week that Doug Peterson's record is 11 and two without Carson Wentz as a starter. With Carson Wentz as a starter, he's barely over 500 at 35, 33, and one. So, I, I, I am starting to think there may be something to this. That obviously Carson's playing bad, but also maybe the 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 offense that Carson wants to run just isn't the offense that Doug truly wants to run, and it's starting to clash. So, you know, as I sat back to think about the game, I I, I just think that is becoming clearer and clearer to me that it's going to have to be one or the other. Yeah, and you, that eleven and two backup quarterback thing—it's—it's it's such a weird stat, but it, it really jumps out at you. And maybe, maybe Doug P just knows what it's like to uh, scheme up other backup quarterbacks being a career backup himself, or maybe there's something going on behind the scenes of Carson Wentz wanting to run this offense. And you know, we saw it with the way Jason Peters kind of dictated things, and and Doug being clearly a player's first coach. Maybe Doug has always been kind of deferring to Carson on the offense and hasn't really stood up where when you know when Foles is in or when Hertz is in, it's easier for him to just be like, hey, here's the offense. And maybe Frank Reich was that kind of in between and and that was the formula that was working there. I, I think for me, the biggest thing that stuck out of, uh, of Jalen Hurts, besides the fact that he was a willing runner, gave them a real spark offensively, it was just the game didn't seem too big for him. He never he never looked confused. He never looked flustered. I mean, there were a couple false starts, but I think that's just probably some of that is just a sloppiness, but some of it is just getting used to a new quarterback and his the way he does a snap count. But to me, his poise, his confidence, and he just didn't seem worried at all or or nervous or kind of, you know, trying to find himself. We've seen many times a rookie quarterback come in and just seem overwhelmed by the speed of the game at the NFL level. Didn't see that again with Hertz out there. Justin, what is uh what is one thing that jumped out at you about Hertz in the Saints game? Well, yeah, actually a couple of things jumped out at me. Um, I know we we made fun of his Wonderlick score at one point on here. 
Uh, but you know what? His decision making was yeah. just spot on that game. I mean, he he didn't hold the ball too long. If he saw an opening, he ran. He tried to go through the progressions as good as you can ask from a rookie. Um, he didn't throw the ball a whole ton. I think what thirty passes, so a decent amount. Um, he only converted seventeen of those. But the decision making was there, and Rob pointed it out. You know, one bad throw, right? That could have been a pick six, or sorry, actually one bad decision. I call that a bad decision because it actually the receiver could have caught it. He just shouldn't have thrown it. But um, and then he had one bad throw um early in the game to Rager where he just threw away to too far to the left and Rager wasn't able to get it even though he was wide open. But other than that, I mean, decision making was great. I mean, he took what the defense gave him. That's all you can really ask from a rookie right there. And it it's weird. We I, I hate to bring up Carson because this is, should really be about Jalen Hurts and. Um, his play and the fact that he was able to get us a win, but you can't talk about him right now without talking about Carson and Rob kind of pointed out that chemistry uh, between Doug and Carson and kind of what Carson, you know, might be doing as far as with the offense and calling certain plays and trying to get his plays in the mix. Um, But with Hertz out there, things just flowed. I mean, and the conversions that were taking place were phenomenal. I mean, you just saw everybody clicking and I don't know what the issue is with, Carson, but it just doesn't click, right? Yeah, no, just clearly out of sync. And just as a fan, it was just nice not to have to watch that just out of sync. You know, every every successful play that we had felt like such a battle, and the drives would just seem to take forever if they even got going at all. As far as this game, one thing that jumped out at me, of course, was the running game. Miles Sanders, fourteen for one fifteen. And it's easy to go, well, you know, it, but you know, 80 of those yards came on one play. And, you know, other than that, he was 13 for, uh, you know, 35 yards. That wasn't really a great average. But that's why we've been calling for Miles Sanders. That's why he needs more carries because he has this explosive, you know, explosive ability to break a break off a huge run and, and really change the game. And anytime we've gotten these big runs for Miles, it's, it usually ends up leading to a win. Rob, is and, there and Sean? Yes. Uh, just to chime in on that, to that point, and, and Sanders' home run ability. One, it it, it makes it, it's just unfathomable how we haven't been running him more, given that he has that. But I, I saw a great stat that San, Miles Sanders has three of eleven seventy-yard plus runs in the NFL yeah. this season, which is a you know Insane. great statistic. So why are we not using him more? And to your point to the running game. I mean, Jalen hurts also had a, over a hundred yards. Um, I think he's only the second QB after, I think it was Lamar Jackson to have a hundred yards rushing in his first, uh, you know, start. So the running game was clearly clicking. Um, you know, I think we have to touch upon one thing from last game. Um, my wife uh, threatened me if we didn't talk about this on the <laughs> podcast this weekend, but what is wrong with Jake Elliott? Oh, oh yes. We, we <laughs> cannot count on him for anything. Oh. I mean, he's literally missing chip shot 20 yarders. I mean, what is going on? And you know, perhaps the most scary thing is I didn't verify this, but I think I saw somewhere online that literally if we would cut him as a kicker, he has something like an $8 million cap hit. <laughs> I mean, how is that even possible? <laughs> What's going on there? Oh God. Yeah. I mean, there's just this season's just been such a clusterfuck. And then you throw on Jake Elliott, just not knowing how to kick at any level. It's insane. He's missing extra points left and right. And, and to just drill the crossbar because this game didn't need to be that close. You felt like 
if we would have got that field goal before halftime and get gone up 20 to nothing, it, it almost would have felt like a little bit of a dagger to the saints team. But the fact that we missed it and you know, Hertz had that great drive before half and didn't get any points out of it. You felt like in a weird way, that was a bit of a momentum shift. Didn't end up mattering. Knock on wood. Justin, any thoughts on Elliot or uh, so, uh, any other stats jumping out at you? Yeah, that was actually a, a stat that jumped out at me as well as the fact that he came into the game um, at 75% uh, success rate with his field goals. And obviously it was 50% in that game. So he's now under 75% wow. for this season with his field goal average. So uh, not too good, um, but sorry, two other stats that popped out Fulgham only in for 11 plays, huge, <laughs> only in for 11 total plays, insane in my opinion. And then the, actually the biggest one though, that made me think was Jalen hurts had 18 carries, which is great. He, he got over hundred yards for us, but it's just too much. It's not going to be sustainable. So I think it's something we have to look at in the future, considering he, he had 167 pass yards. So we got to try and look to pass the ball a little bit more and that'll hopefully come with time, but you got to assume with this game coming up, they're going to have some type of spy on him. And he's not going to be able to get away with that. Like he did in this game. Yeah. It's, it's hilarious. It almost felt like we caught new Orleans off guard with the fact that Jalen hurts was going to run it. I mean, obviously he was going to come in and, and run all over the place. And yeah, I mean, it, he had a couple sneaks in there. Um, one of which wasn't successful in fourth down. So yeah, I, I think the perfect number of carries for him is probably in the 10 range, but um, it'll be interesting to see, especially how they play the read option and stuff like that. Uh, you know, how many carries he ends up getting. Rob, the realist, you've been a uh, Jim Schwartz hater. He's been on your hot seat for a long time, but I, I think we got to give Jim Schwartz some credit. That defense played really well and kind of exposed Taysom Hill for the fraud that he is. Granted, they're probably not the same if if Breeze is in there, but still, I, I think a very good performance by the defense. Sean, especially I'm, I'm, considering the injuries. I mean, we, you know, in one of those drives, we lost uh, Darius Slay. Rodney McLeod now is out for the season. And we were getting crazy injuries. Uh, some of that has to be coaching, right, Rob? No, uh, Sean. <laughs> I uh, first of all, I warned you guys about this a few <laughs> weeks ago when I told you I was out on Jim Schwartz, and and I said at that time, I said, look, there's going to come a game where he's going to put together a decent game plan and he's going to try to woo you back to his side. And this was the game. You think, wow, we played pretty good against Taysom Hill you know, who clearly isn't, you know, they don't click as well as with Drew Brees, even though Brees is also uh, becoming limited in the offense, I think, um, you know, so did he have a better game than prior? Yes. But in my mind, does it salvage him going forward? No, because I think he's going to, you know, he's just too stubborn and he doesn't adapt. Um, you know, w one thing that I was happy to see was we finally had an interception, you know, going into that team, this is an amazing stat talking about stats. There were 10 players in the NFL that had more interceptions than our whole team. <laughs> I mean, how is that possible? What is it about his scheme that there's just no interceptions? Our, our turnovers have been terrible on defense. So while we were better, he's not winning me over yet. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a bright spot, uh, Josh sweat really had a hell of a game, two sacks and and really it was kind of when those sacks came and it, it's awesome to see him kind of emerging and you know, Hargrave who we paid a bunch of money. He's finally hitting his stride. Malik Jackson had some nice plays in there. Fletcher Cox had a sack. So hey, optimistic about the defense, but yeah, it's insane. I, I think we, 
we don't have a cornerback with an interception this season, which I, I think is impossible. I don't understand it. But still, I, I'm going to give Jim Schwartz a little bit of credit. I know you don't want to, Rob, but I think he deserved a little bit of credit. Good scheme against, um, you know, against the Saints here. And really, I think he's really going to be tested this week against Kyler Murray. Knock on wood, Darius Slay passes the concussion protocol. But if he's not out there, I, I don't know what we do with DeAndre Hopkins. We'll get to that uh, Arizona game in a little bit. But Justin, what are your thoughts on Jim Schwartz and in particular this game? Uh, Jim Schwartz, I'm a big fan of his actually, if you, and I mean, I know he doesn't have uh, this, the guys around him who you'd say who you wouldn't want to pick him over like Doug, I'd definitely take Schwartz over him. And um, same with Howie, right between Doug, Howie and Schwartz. I, I definitely say Schwartz is our strongest asset there, <laughs> but, um, but with this game, obviously he dialed up a decent defensive plan, right? I mean, it was against Taysom Hill, so you got to take it for what it was worth. He was due for a bad game, and you know he is a backup as, as it is, right? Um, I th- I've liked Schwartz though, you know, for a couple seasons now. He's played with, you know, battered secondary last season, and you know guys have gone down on him, so that's been an issue in the past. But and guys were dropping like flies this game, and they were able to hold it together. And I think you got to give Schwartz some credit for that. Um, He's been able to, you know, get guys to perform. I understand the turnovers aren't where we want them to be at the same time. I mean, our offense has put us in some pretty precarious situations with the turnovers that they've let up. And then the defense has had to try and pick up the pieces at times this season, especially. So I got to give Schwartz a hand, especially for this game. Yeah, I, I think he's still on the mix for being on the hot seat, but I think this performance certainly does help him. And now coming off a, a big win, first ever guest on the Die Hard Eagles podcast, my dad, longtime uh, Eagles fan, Tom Green. Dad, thanks for calling in. W- what's your uh, what was your take on that big win against the Saints? Uh, I was happy. I mean, like everybody else, it was good to see Jalen out there. The kid did pretty good, but I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of lost my wind after that uh, giants game. I still haven't recovered from that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's gotta be tough. We have a lot of uh, family members who are giants fans and the fact that we've just completely dominated them for years on end is, you know, it's a nice little, uh, is a thing to have in your back pocket in case they start, you know, trying to talk trash. You can always pull out the fact that we've dominated them for uh, years on end. Dad, what's your take on uh, on this season? I mean, do you think we have uh, any shot at the playoffs? Where are you at right now? Well, I don't know. Like I said, it, that Giants game took the wind out of my <laughs> sails, and I don't know. I mean, um, you know. The coach and 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 Wentz, they're under a lot of pressure, and they should be. They're like ruining people's holidays. I <laughs> I went out to see you out in Albuquerque. You know, I thought we'd be talking it up and be all fired up about the Eagles. So I don't know. It's like right now I haven't bet anything. I'm not like it's not the same. It's just I get I get into a funk. So, <laughs> well, Dad, and, and you know. You've talked about this before, but I, I don't know if we've mentioned on the podcast. But when the Eagles season is over, you'd normally like to throw on Saving Private Ryan yeah, as a way no, to I, have you I, have you watched Saving Private Ryan yet this season? No, well, I was close after that Giants <laughs> game. I'm telling you, 
And then I went for a walk. I had it queued up and I thought, you know, I don't know. Cause then, yeah, we still had a chance. I guess we still do. I mean, we may luck out and, um, you know, win out, but I don't know. That would be really weird if we somehow sneak in. I'm almost like, um, call it quits, but not really. I'm still watching the games. I mean, don't get me wrong. I just, uh, you know, without Wentz in there, and the whole thing's gonna get thrown into chaos next year. <laughs> well, what do you, what summer do you? Camp, summer camp's just probably gonna be a competition. What do you, you know, think they end up? What do you think they end up doing? Do you think Doug Peterson is back next season? Do you want Doug Peterson to be back? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't throw Peterson out. I mean, I never, I never really liked Howie as uh, somebody who can pick. Uh, you know, select talent. I think we missed that guy, Douglas. I think he ended up going to the Jets. We had a guy in here a few years ago that was really good at draft picks. Yeah, Joe Douglas. Very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We got to maybe ditch Howie, make him equipment manager for a year. <laughs> Put know? him back in the locker room. Yeah, he was yeah. when uh, when Chip uh, took over. He 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 busted him down to equipment <laughs> manager. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. 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 Well, we, well, we were we were of that. course at one of the uh, one of the last uh, or I think it was the last primetime game for Chip Kelly when they got dominated uh, by the Cardinals. Hey, Rob and Justin, you guys were uh, you guys were oh, on yeah. the party bus for that game. Any thoughts yeah. from oh, yeah. that horrible oh, oh, game? So, in fact, I was going to ask uh, <laughs> ask your dad how uh, how Lisa's holding up. I hope she's not putting too much of the blame yeah. for this season on herself. Yeah. <laughs> My dad, my dad famously told my mom uh, not to blame herself that the Eagles got destroyed because that was the first game. And now the last game my mom ever attended live. So uh, she made it clear that she was not internalizing and blaming herself. Oh man. Yeah. That was a rough night. I remember that. <laughs> All right, dad. Well, before we let you go, they got the Cardinals uh, right now or coming up on Sunday. Eagles over at my bookie are six point dogs. What do you got them doing in this game? I don't know. I I guess I I'd go with the birds. I mean, the defense is still hanging in there. Fletcher Cox is still giving it his all. I love Josh Sweat, and they got another guy there, Avery. So, but they're D. I don't know. We're out. Rodney McLeod now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If I was betting, but I'm not betting because <laughs> demoralized. But if I was betting, I might take the birds. All right, give us a uh, before we let you go. Give us a score prediction. All right, um, Eagles twenty-four, Cardinals twenty-one. Okay, I like it. So right. exact same score as last week, which I predicted and I nailed. All right, Dad, appreciate you uh, calling in. Have a good one. I'll talk to you later. All right, guys, take it easy. Man. Have a good one. Yeah. All right, take care. Later. All right. That of course was my dad. Uh, I'd say check him out, but he's not on social media. The only social media profile he has is Untapped, which is a uh, it's a beer rating app, and uh, he likes to check in and rate various beers. So maybe you can find him on that. Give him a thumbs up or check in a different beer uh, that you're drinking. 
Maybe you guys can sync up over some IPAs. Justin, I was trying to take my dad's temperature as far as the Eagles, the playoffs, make it a run for this division. Right now, our path to the playoffs, it's pretty clear. Obviously, we need to win out. We need to go seven, eight, and one, most likely. And then we need Washington to lose one of their two other games. They have Seattle and Carolina. And then we need the Giants to lose one of their last three games. And they have the Browns and the Ravens amongst a couple of their other opponents. Where are you at? Are you, are you buying in? Are you letting yourself believe that this team makes a magical run? Where are you at with the season and possibly sneaking into the playoffs? I mean, Sean, all logic tells me no, all logic. But I mean, (laughs) if I was a logical person, I might not be an Eagles fan. So yeah, I'm letting them, I'm letting them uh, make me believe a little bit, letting them into your heart. Yeah. I'm letting them in slowly. And when I, when I thought about this, I was, I wanted to say no immediately. It doesn't make any logical sense. Why, why would I go with the Eagles, especially with a backup quarterback? Yeah. Hertz had a good game, but you know, we've only seen a game and a half of play. Like why should that pull me back in so to speak? (laughs) But you know what? I got to go with them. I got to, I mean, I kind of like our odds. If we could beat Arizona, I mean, we got the Cowboys in Washington, like you said. So and I think Washington can drop a game with, you know, Seattle and Carolina in the mix. Same with New York with the Browns are looking good by the way. Yeah. And they also have the Ravens. So, I mean, they could, both teams could easily drop a game. We could possibly win out. I don't know. I don't want to, but I'm putting that into the air. So who knows? Robbie, where are you at with the, us possibly making a run here for the playoffs? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm optimistic about the next three games. I, I, I realistically don't think we're going to make the playoffs. I think we're going to fall short, but I'm not necessarily at this point, judging the success of the season by whether we make the playoffs or not. I think this is really all about evaluating Hertz and, and how the team's going to play with him in there uh, in lieu of Wentz. So uh, I think last game was a step in the right direction clearly, Um, but I'm not, I haven't bought in that they're going to make the playoffs. Does this get uh, Doug P off the hot seat? This, I mean, you know, this game. Where, where are you at? I, I feel like the heat at least dialed down a little bit for Doug, right? I, I, yeah, I think it's certainly trending in that direction. Um, I don't know if one game's enough to do it in and of itself, but uh, you know, look, if the team has strong performance uh, going through the next three games, it's going to be a really interesting decision this team has because. Like I said, I just really have come to believe that that Wentz and Peterson are not compatible. So the team's going to be in a position where the, I think they have to choose one or the other. Um, and quite honestly, I know Carson has a massive cap hit, uh, like what thirty four million. But if you know he's not going to be your guy next year, I don't know that there's a sense keeping him on the team as a backup. I just think it brings. Um, you know, unwanted attention and unwanted controversy to the team. So I almost think you have to make the decision going into next year. Are you going to stick with Wentz or are you trying to move on with Hertz? Uh, and if you're, if the answer is you're moving on with Hertz, I think you almost got to just bite the bullet and, and trade Wentz, deal with the cap hit, get what you can, and just move toward the future, uh, write it off as a mistake. But I'm not there yet. I, I think. Let's see how the next three games go. But clearly, if the team plays well, like they did these last three games, it's going to be a very interesting predicament in the offseason. Yeah, it does seem like we're looking down the barrel of either Doug P or Carson Wentz coming back next season. And I do think a lot of it, it's funny, these national guys don't take like 10 minutes to look around or, or 
the the Carson Wentz contract is very tradable. I know everyone says like, oh, it's insane. No, they'll never trade it, but it, it's you know the next two years, it's like twenty three million a year, which is a lot for a guy who's playing this poorly this one season. But it's very easy for a, a you know a quarterback coach or a head coach, a GM to talk themselves into taking a shot at this guy. And the fact is, uh, you wouldn't have to give up a ton as far as like you could probably get him for like a fourth round pick. And the fact that you're taking on that contract. So I think his contract uh, is very tradable. Yeah. And I think Sean, I think there's a distinction as to that. I think it's very tradable for a team to get him. Yeah. I, I think what makes it untradable is on our end in terms of how much of a cap hit we have to take in order to get rid of him. Um, so, you know, I think that's the untradable aspect. I think it's less about a team wanting to get him. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's uh, what they're talking about, but I, I, you know, if it's really going to be hurts, or if you're really just saying, "Hey, we're sticking with Doug P," and it's just not working with Wentz, then I think you just have to bite the bullet. Justin, where are you at with Doug P? Certainly, this cools the hot seat a little bit, but does this change what you think of Doug P long term and whether or not we should bring him back for 2021? Well, yeah, I stand by you guys. I mean, I think we got to get rid of Doug P no matter what. Unfortunately, I think if he wins one more game, we're going to end up keeping him. I think Laurie's going to stick with him even with just one more win, regardless of making the playoffs. Uh, I think we should get rid of him um, unless we make a Super Bowl run, right? And make it into that game. But um, with that said, I think you got to get rid of him no matter what. If you keep Carson, him and Carson don't mesh. So why keep him around? It's obvious. If you go with Hertz, why do you want to start it off with Doug P? Why not get somebody fresh in there to get Hertz going? You know, uh, I don't see Doug being here after next season, definitely. So why wouldn't you start out with some fresh blood? Go on the hunt for a good coach, get somebody new, exciting, especially for somebody who's as versatile as Hertz. Yeah, it's interesting. Someone had this uh, point on Twitter where they said, Why would we trust Doug Peterson to groom this young quarterback, Jalen Hurts, considering what happened? When he was given, you know, control basically over Carson Wentz and his growth and development, certainly a a good point. Either way, I, I think we can agree. Press Taylor not coming back for 2021. This is a bad sign for Press Taylor. Although who who knows? Maybe Press Taylor is the uh, is really helping out Jalen Hurts. Let's move it on to the Cardinals game. Let's uh, we'll start with the defense. I think for me, the key to the Eagles succeeding on defense is obviously stopping Kylo Murray running. The, this Cardinals team is two different teams, whether he's running successfully or not. Uh, teams that seem to figure out Arizona a little bit. Uh, Alex Singleton, I'll say this: Alex Singleton, I think, is kind of the key to the defense. If he can just keep showing up around the ball and keep making plays, and if we can kind of have that must rush, you know, keep our edge on the sides there. And not let him go wild scrambling. I think we can be in this game on the defensive side. Certainly, uh, you know, a player two from the defense would help. And and Darius Slay, whether or not he plays, I think is huge. Justin, where are you at with our defense matching up against Arizona's offense? I think we we're looking pretty good. I think the whole key is just that D line and being able to contain Kyler. You know, uh, we got to keep him contained so he can't scramble, make those long plays. Uh, be able to run too much. And if we can do that, I think that's the game right there. I think it really does just come down to that D line and containment of Kyler. Yeah. And we've had issues with contain before and 
Certainly our linebackers aren't the uh, most athletic bunch. I, I don't know what happened to Nate Gary, but thank God we haven't seen him on the field lately. Uh, oh, he just had surgery with Lane. Yeah, surgery. Oh, okay. We're holding hands. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh God. Nate Gary's right up there with like playing, you know, Alshon over Fulgham. But Rob, where what are you uh what are you looking at? Defense. We gotta contain Murray, but what else is important to stop in this Cardinals offense? You know, my concern is, you know, and it kind of parlays off of containing Murray, but um, you know, you also got to contain Hopkins. And and my concern is, is Slay going to be ready? Because I think he's probably our only shot. Uh, can he even shut him down? I don't know. Um, you know, Jim Schwartz has shown an unwillingness to give safety help over the top. So uh, Slay will probably be, if he does play, probably be on an island uh, with Hopkins. So you know, that's tough. Um, but I do want to give a shout out. You guys were, you know, criticizing Gary who deserves it, but you know, Singleton, uh, you know, as a linebacker has been playing pretty solid for us. So I yeah. am optimistic about him so far. And he has given a little swagger to the, uh, you know, the kind of middle of that defense there. Well, yeah. And, and Duke Riley, who had been, we've been given a ton of shit to as well as, you know, almost bordering in Nate Gary territory, had a great interception and then even uh, I think it was Duke Riley who got his arms in there where things got a little scary on that onside kick. And that was a huge, huge play for them. As far as the offense for me, I, I think it's uh, I think it's pretty simple right now. They're dealing with Jack Driscoll has uh, now looks like he's dealing with the sprain MCL. He's not going to go at, at right tackle. So who knows what offensive line we're going to try it out. I, to me, it's a lot of the same thing we saw last week against the saints. And that is just don't take sacks. Don't take negative plays. I I'd love to see Travis Fulgham get involved. I think there's a ton of opportunities against this Arizona defense. If you can, you know, stop their pass rush, which is normally pretty containable giants really struggled for whatever reason, uh, possibly they fucking suck. But I think it's just going to come down to, can we stay ahead of schedule as far as the down and distance? And not put ourselves in, you know, crazy third and long. I think that'll be huge. So I, I really hope we can uh, figure out the offensive line. But just my biggest key: don't take sacks, or if you do, limit them. Justin, what do we got to do on the offensive side of the ball? Uh, you know what I find offensive is uh, the Sean <laughs> called me probably four or five days before coming to Hawaii, and he canceled. I don't know, if Rob, you knew that, but I just I, I oh, can't wait. believe it. We're talking about the offense and keys to the game. Sorry, I forgot about that. My bad. Um, when it comes to the offense, um, I'm I'm looking at Hertz definitely. Um, he had zero turnovers last game. Limit the turnovers. I think the key though for him is passing. He's not going to be able to run. What was it? 18 times again. I don't think he's going to get away with that and be able to come out with a win. So he's going to have to be able to pass. He's going to have to uh, complete more than 17 passes this game. I'm thinking he's going to at least have to complete 20 to 25 passes in order for us to come out with the W have no turnovers, play a nice clean game. And I think we can bag a win. I like it. Rob offense. What do we got to see come Sunday against the Cardinals? Yeah, I actually, I agree with Justin. I think, you know, one thing you have to, you know, bank on is that NFL defenses uh, adapt really fast uh, to, to new players and new quarterbacks specifically. So uh, I think I'd like to see a good, you know, I still want them to run. I like it. It keeps things open, but I'd like to see, you know, maybe 10 of those runs shifted to miles Sanders. And then 
Uh, I'd like to see give Hertz a little more uh, leeway to throw the ball. You know, I think in college he proved he was a pretty accurate passer. Um, you know, I, I kind of like the ball he throws. He throws a nice tight spiral. So, you know, really, what do we have to lose? Let's open it up a little and let him air it out. Yeah, and I, and I, and we hit on this in our uh, Eagles uh, group text where you know something that is that we've seen with Hertz in that game, and it's a small thing. You probably wouldn't notice if you were if you weren't uh, watching as much as we are, but the fact that, you know, Hertz did a great job of hitting guys in stride, whether it was Miles Sanders mm. out of the backfield, even yeah. Rager on the crossing route, like these guys didn't have to stop, turn around, bend over. Miles especially. Yeah, Miles especially, and who had was dealing with some drops. Four catches. Yeah, and you know, he's a lot of those balls looked catchable, but for whatever reason, him and Wentz weren't connecting. And uh yeah, I mean, uh, Hertz was really hitting him in stride and and throwing a pretty ball. So I, I think they did a lot of things, right? Probably nailed hit on some good stuff there. Knock, you know, I think the ideal number of carries for Hertz is probably 10, um, but we'll see what's, and I, you know, Miles Sanders, he's a young man. He can, he can handle the ball more than 15 times. I'm a little worried about Matt Pryor out there on right tackle. Again, one of the bright spots of the season has been uh, Driscoll, you know, this late round uh, pick has been stepping in at right tackle for lane a bunch and looking pretty competent. So losing him again, it's just been a nightmare on the offensive line, but here we come final score predictions. And of course, before we give that out, make sure you guys subscribe to the diehard Eagles feed. We have our own feed. You can just uh, Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, just type in diehard Eagles or just go to sports gambling slash Eagles. It'll automatically redirect you to your podcast link and throw us a review. Already getting, uh, already got five reviews. Again, bonus reviews for people who talk shit on the Cowboys in the review section. Maybe we'll give out some uh, merch there as well. So throw throw out a nice review, talking shit on the Cowboys, hyping up the birds as we hopefully go on a run. Right now, like I said, Eagles are six point dogs in Arizona. Not gonna matter. Give me the Philadelphia Eagles thirty one. Our first thirty point game of the season. We're due. Arizona twenty. Four. That's what I'm calling it. Justin, what do you got the final score? I think it's going to be a close one. If we can win, I didn't want to put us to lose this game, which I think is a possibility. <laughs> I want to keep it real, but uh, I, I, I want to keep that Hertz train going. So I put us with a W, but I think it's only going to be by a point. And if we win, I think it's going to be 27, 26. Oh, okay. Wow. All right, that's just what we need. Another another stressful game. Like my dad said, Eagles ruining the holidays. Rob the realist. What do we got? Are you are you buying in? Can you give us a W here? No. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, look, I, I said before, I, I think I can be optimistic, even, you know, being a realist. I think they're gonna lose. I, I think it's gonna be like 31, 28, something along those lines. But I actually do think Hertz is going to play well again. I, I liked what I saw from him. The game didn't seem seem too big with for him, and it did seem like him and him and Peterson were on the same page. And he also got a lot of guys involved. I mean, Alshon had the touchdown. You had Ertz have some catches. You had Goddard have some catches. Ragert. So he spread. He also spread it around a bit, which was good to see. Obviously, Miles as well. So. Uh, I think he's going to play well, but I just think it's going to come up a little short. I, I think our defense is going to struggle this game, quite honestly. Yeah, and you know, knock on wood, Darius Slay. I think that will be huge if he's out. 
that's definitely going to have an impact. Although I'll say this, uh, it's something weird with the concussion protocol. It it generally seems like the, uh, the cornerbacks aren't out the next week, whereas other positions, they seem to be out for more than a one, uh, one week. And you know, they're going on the road. That always affects uh, whether you come back from the concussion protocol. So hopefully Darius Slay is all right. And hopefully we see him Sunday as we hopefully see the Eagles stay alive in this 2020 season. Again, make sure you subscribe rate review for the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green for Rob, for Justin go birds, go birds, go birds.